0: Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that through this message, you are being filled with the grace and hope found in the person of Jesus Christ. If this message and ministry has made an impact on you in any way, be sure to let us know about it by emailing us at thefuelchurch.com. And even if you couldn't be here in person, be sure to check in with us on Instagram and Facebook to let us and others know that you are listening and growing with us here at Fuel Church. Every month, through these check-ins, we are making a global difference. Now, let's jump into this week's message.
1: All right, are you ready to get in? Are you excited to be here? Hit your neighbor and say, notify your face. (laughs) Notify your face. I want to start with our series scripture that we'll go to every week. It's found in Ephesians 3.20. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, we put all the scriptures up here. If you have your phone, you can get that out. But I love the way the Amplified Version reads this. It says, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond, someone say beyond, beyond. our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. God has supplied us with something here, is what the scripture is saying. And God is saying that there is great power that lies within each and every one of us. But it's according to that power that we can move beyond through our prayers, our hopes and dreams to see God at work within our lives. So, so it's, a, it's a dual thing here. We need God, and God needs us. We need God's power, and God needs us to say yes to it. God needs us to take some steps beyond what we can imagine, what we could ever think, dream, or come up with. God needs us to take some steps. What is this power we're talking about? Well, it's the power of faith the power of faith that lies within us, to believe that there is always more with God. You see, inside each and every one of you is a measure, a measure of faith. There's faith in you. I know, I know you walk walking in here and saying, I ain't got no fa-. No, you got some faith. You got some faith in here, you wouldn't be here today. Amen? You got some faith, and, and some have great faith. Some have great faith, and these are all different types of faith talked about throughout the Bible. Some have great faith. Some have uh, uh, growing faith. Some have unwavering faith, strong faith, active faith. Then some have weak faith. Some have lack of faith. Some have wavering faith. And then Jesus goes on and talks about those who have little faith. In this series, we're going to learn what can happen When we dare to ask God for the impossible, when we dare to ask God for the impossible and look far beyond where we currently find ourselves to see through a different set of eyes, and that's the eyes of faith, the eyes of faith. I want to give you faith 101. Are you ready for it today? Faith 101, the first 15 minutes I'm just going to teach you, and then we may... We may preach a little bit, but I'm going to teach you. Faith 101, you need to know that faith is the currency of heaven. You need to know that faith is boldly trusting God without borders. You need to know something about faith that faith is doing it afraid. You need to know this about faith. I may start preaching now. Faith is moving out of your comfort zones. Some of you have been too comfortable long enough. And in this series, God's going to push you to move out personally for your life For your finances, for your marriage, for your career, God is going to push some of you. This is going to be a a life-changing, defining series for some of you because you've been sitting long enough. Faith is built on trust, not understanding. Faith is built on trust, not understanding. It'll sink in for some of you. Faith is taking the next step without seeing the staircase. Hmm? Faith is what pleases God. Hebrews eleven six 6, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. The, the only way for you and I to get God's approval is by faith in Jesus Christ, first and foremost, then a lifestyle of faith. Ephesians 2, 8 says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through what? Faith. It is by grace. You didn't deserve it. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't come to church enough to get forgiveness of sins. You can't give enough money to get forgiveness of sins. It is by faith, believing that Jesus died on a cross for your sin. It is by grace, whether, and then by faith, you receive that forgiveness. You receive it by faith. Were you there when Jesus died upon that cross for your sins? Were you there? I wasn't there. I don't think any of us were there, unless there's some angels up in here. Don't be pointing to your wife. She's an angel. Stop lying. You're fighting all weekend. (laughs) Fighting all weekend. No, 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 we weren't there, but by faith, we believe that our sins were nailed. to. And if we trust Jesus, if we accept the gift of grace, then we can have eternal life in heaven. By faith, we believe it. We didn't see it with the naked eye, but we believed it. So everything in this walk, we come to Jesus by faith. Some of you are going to come to Jesus today, and you're going to do it by faith. You're by faith. Hey, 222 people did it by faith. Jesus wasn't here in the natural, right? But by faith, they received him into their life, and their life has been radically changed. What is Faith. I'm glad you asked, Hebrews 11.1 one. now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The King James Version says, faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Faith, faith. How do I get more faith, you asked? Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes by hearing, note takers, a lot of scripture today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do I build my faith? I'm saved, now what? How do I build my faith? You got to hear the word. That's how faith comes. That's how you build your faith. Remember, everybody's been given a measure of faith. The size of your faith is the size or the capacity, I guess is a better word, the capacity of the word of God you're receiving. You can't blame your spouse. You can't blame your preacher. You can't blame your small group leader for the size of your faith. Your faith is your responsibility. It can grow, it can be small, it can stay small, or it can grow. It's all up to you. Faith comes, put that scripture back up, guys. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. When do we stop hearing? We don't stop. We don't stop hearing. Are you hearing this today? Are you hearing what I'm saying about hearing? We don't, we don't stop hearing. So if faith comes by hearing, then faith goes out by not hearing. Faith leaks by not hearing. Oh, my faith can leak? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, your faith can leak. That's why it's important for you to be in church. But not only that, that's why it's important for you to hear the word on Monday, for you to hear the word on Wednesday and Thursday. It's important for you to keep hearing the word. Keep hearing. Why? Because faith can leak if you don't hear the word. Hmm how do I stay in faith despite my troubles? Just a little faith 101 here. Most of you probably got this all covered, right? you all ma- mature Christians up in here. <laughs> how, 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 do I, how, do I, how do I stay in faith despite my troubles? 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we do not look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen, and there's a realm of faith that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. That trouble, you're facing that, soon it'll be gone. If you can get a different perspective in the storm, the storm doesn't get in you, you go through the storm. Mm, I want to stay there because someone needed to hear that. It's not in my notes, but if you can get a different perspective and you can see past the storm that's what the scripture is saying like you're going through trouble you're going through pain you're going through heartache but if if in the middle of it you can get a different perspective and you can you can do the rather <laughs> you can rather fix our gaze our eyes on things we cannot see and know that if god brought you through the last storm he's going to bring you through this storm and by faith see yourself through it because the things that we're going through now, what does it say? They'll soon be gone. You ever went through a storm, you got through it, you're like, man, why did I freaking flip out over that? It's already gone. Made a big deal about it. Come on now. All in my fields on Facebook about it. And it's gone. Before you can get likes, it was gone. <laughs> but the things we cannot see. Oh, the faith world will last forever. Mm. See, looks can be deceiving, so we must learn to not always trust the naked eye. See, what you see is not what you see. What you see is not who you are. What you see is not gonna take you out. Looks can be deceiving. You're looking with the naked eye, and you need to look through the eyes of faith that whatever I'm going through, whatever I am going through, I am growing through. I am growing, there's purpose for this. There's purpose. God will not allow me to go through this without purpose. There is purpose for what I'm facing right now. Faith is like a telescope. It allows you to see things we cannot see. It gives our naked eye assistance. Faith is like a telescope. It allows us to see things we cannot see. How many have a telescope in here? How many look at the moon and the stars? None of y'all? All All right. at least one person all up in their dining room. Look at this red blood moon, baby. It's not. Second Corinthians 5, 7. Look at this. For we walk by what? Not by sight. That word also means we don't walk by our feelings. See, See, when you get to a level of maturity in God, And some of you are there, some of you aren't there, some of you have been in church 30 years and you never get there probably. (laughs) Just being honest. Some of you are brand new and you're walking, but you got to walk by faith, not by your feelings, not not by your emotions. Your emotions will lie to you. My emotions lie to me. They lied to me this week. They lied to me this week. I got to make a choice to walk by faith every day. I don't wake up every morning, maybe you do, feeling super spiritual, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you do. Maybe you wake up and you sing a new song unto the Lord the first five, I I need a new cup of coffee first. I'm just being honest. Or I'll bark at the kids. I'll say something nasty to my wife. I know y'all got it all figured out, but pray for your pastor. Pray for your boy. Um, and so, so I need a cup of coffee, and then, and then, and then, then once the thoughts of those feelings and those negative things that say, "Ah, oh, you're not really saved. God really doesn't love you." You mean He says that to you too, Pastor? Yep. You're a failure. You'll always be a product of your past, your mistakes. Yep. I'm there with you, but then I have a decision to make. Am I going to walk by my feelings or walk by my faith? Because the truth is, I'm saved and there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. There ain't nothing my emotions can lie to me about. I'm saved on my way to heaven, loved by God, accepted by God. And ain't nothing the devil can do. So we walk by faith, not by sight. That was little faith 101. Here we go. I got a few questions for you. When is the last time you were expecting great things from God? Like when is the last time like like you really expected God to do something big. I'm not talking about stuff you can make happen. I'm talking about stuff only God can make happen. I'm not talking about stuff in the natural that you can make. No, I'm talking about when is the last time you really expected, had an expectation for great things to come to your life? And second question is, when is the last time you were attempting great things for God? Can you even remember? Maybe it goes way back. Maybe it's been a long time since you actually attempted something great, something beyond what you could feel, something beyond your bank account, something beyond your education, something beyond the calling on your life. When is the last time you actually attempted something great for God? Hmm? Because our God, he's a big God. He's a big God. He's He's a big dreamer, and he wants us to dream big for our lives. He wants to... Stretch our faith, and he wants our faith to grow, and we are most like God when we dream big. You are most like your heavenly father when you dream big. You are most like God when you dream big for your life. Hmm. This word impossible shouts at us, doesn't it? Shouts at us all the time. Shouts at me. Impossible. I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. I love what God takes with that word. He takes that word and says, I'm possible. I am dash possible. That's what, that's what happens when we look beyond. He takes the impossible and says, I'm possible. With God, all things are possible. So I want to let you know one of our core values here is we are faith filled in big thinking. We are faith filled. And big thinking, and I go on to say it like this. We are these kind of people. We are bet the farm on it, risk takers. Come on, somebody. We will never insult God with small thinking or safe living. We insult God when we think small. We insult our Heavenly Father when we have safe living all the time. We insult God. But we are bet the farm risk takers, and we will never insult God with small thinking or safe living. Why? Because we are faith-filled and big-thinking. I want you to say that today. Say, we are faith-filled and big-thinking. I believe that over you today. I believe that. So let's get to three facts about faith. Are you ready for it? Three facts about faith. Number one, you cannot play it safe and please God. Number one, you cannot play it safe and please God. You see, if you can do your life in your own power and you never need the power of God, then you're living with a lack of faith. Hmm? You have a safety net, is what I call it, Christianity. Well, I always got to have things in order in order to make a move. We always got to have the right money in our account. We always got to have this, and everything's got to be lined up. Listen, you can have control or you can have faith, but you can't have both. <clears throat> You can have control, you can have faith, but you can't have both. I like control. Any, any control freaks in here? Yeah, They were like, boom! Do you see their hands? <laughs> Dude, I love that. Boom! <laughs> control freaks. <laughs> um, and and, and so, so, so faith doesn't mean, listen to this, faith doesn't mean we don't struggle with doubt. It means that in the face of doubt, we choose to cling to faith. We choose to cling to faith. We do it afraid. Someone say, do it afraid. afraid. Listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. There are some things um, that this church is stepping into in in the next year or two that scares me. I mean, it scares me. And as your leader, as your leader, I'm doing it afraid. I'm doing it afraid. I'm doing it afraid. I'm stepping out saying, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. (laughs) That's that. That's scripture, The guy said, I believe God, but help my unbelief. And there's some things that, you know, in the last six months that we've been praying on and fasting on and working on, and, and you're about to hear about it this month. Don't miss March 31st, whatever you do. You're about to hear of our beyond vision. Someone say beyond vision. Beyond vision. And I'm going to be sharing many things that we're going beyond. We're going beyond as a church. March 31st is a big day for our church. And there, there, there there's some things that frankly scare me. Have, have you ever been there? Have you been there? I love Peter. I love Peter because he had faith um, to step out of the boat while the others stayed in the boat. They, they played it safe. They played it safe. And you can do safe living, but that's not where God wants you to live. He wants you to step out of the boat. Well, Peter failed, you know. Yeah, he failed because he got his eyes on Jesus and on the waves. He did fail. But, but I, I would rather, I would rather fail attempting something audacious and great for God than stay in the boat and do Nothing. I'm preaching now. I would rather fail at an audacious dream and vision and sink like Peter than stay in the boat with the other ones who were scared, who were safe living Christians. I would rather attempt to do something great for God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thomas Edison. You know him? He said, I've failed just... Or he said, "I haven't failed. I've just found ten thousand ways that it won't work." Michael Jordan, the goat, the greatest of all time. Sit down, LeBron. <laughs> I've missed. I've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost almost three hundred games. Twenty-six times, I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Hmm. Come on, push past the safety net. Never let the fear of future stop you from taking a step of faith. Some of us are playing it too safe, and we can't please God with safe living. He's looking, you to, looking for you to get out of the boat. What are some areas in your life that God is saying it's time to quit playing it safe? Point number two, faith fact number two, as long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. We want the guarantee before we step out, don't we? Uh, how many remember junior high when you, uh, uh, you took your number two pencil and you got a piece of paper and you wrote on it, will you go out with me, question mark, circle, yes or no? How many got your spouse with that letter? Anybody in here? You never know. You never know. Um, um, what, what we wanted was a guarantee first before we, we'd have social media back then. <laughs> but we was going to blow it up at the lunchroom. She said, yes, look. We were showing all our boys. Like, I'm going out with so and so. But we weren't going to do that until we had a guarantee. Oh, No. We weren't gonna be the laughing stock of he thinks she's he's going out with her, but she never said yes, and she said he ain't my boyfriend. Come on now. And and it's sometimes with God, isn't it? God, God, we need the yes circled before we step out. We need to guarantee first, God, that you're that you're really gonna show up. And God's saying, That's not faith. That's you doing it in your own power. And if you can do it in your own power, you don't need my, my help. You don't need the faith of God because you can do it in your own will, power. Hmm? Like I said, you can either have faith or you can have control, but you can't have both. I've learned that I have to give my money, my kids, my marriage to God. I have to give it to God. You have to give your teenagers to God. It's a crazy world out there. Every time my kids go to school, I say, God, I give them to you. Protect them, guide them, lead them. I give them to you. You, you. I give my money to God. It's not mine anyway. It's his. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's his. It's not mine. I just get to steward it. I'm not an owner of it. I get to steward it. And I'm going to be judged on how I steward it one day. All of us will be. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. Real faith believes big but is willing to start small. You do what you can do, and God will do what you cannot do. Is this okay today? You do what you can do, and God will do what you cannot do. You don't need a guarantee. All you need to do is take a step. Let go of the doubt, the fear, the insecurities, the failures of the past. Grab a hold of faith. Why? Because you're, you're, you're full of faith. You're, you're faith-filled, and you're big thinkers. You're risk-takers, and that's what God has called us to live. Number three, Faith facts. Number three is to step toward your destiny, you have to step away from your security. Oh, okay. yeah. To step toward your destiny, you have to step away from your security. Safety net, but what about the security blanket? What about the security blanket? I know I'm all right, so I'm just going to hold on to this, but God had so much more for your life. I, I don't know if you know, but each day we get older. We can't get back that time. Like, we'll never get back yesterday at 1 o'clock. It'll never come again. Like, Like, I think about that. Like, in light of eternity, like, I have to step away from some security to step towards my destiny. And I've had to do that in my life. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's letting people go that you're secure with, that you're good with. But they're holding you up from the beyond vision that God has for your life. Sometimes it's a relationship. Sometimes it's a job. I'm not telling you to go quit your job, don't, (laughs) dear God, Christians are weird sometimes. I'm going to quit my job, well, what are you going to do? I don't know, you just told me to step away from my security. You got three kids and a wife, how are you going to provide? I don't know, I'm just doing that point number three, pastor. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Let's have some wisdom here, folks. I got to clarify everything now. You you gotta step away. You gotta step away sometimes. How's it gonna happen? How's it gonna work out? How am I gonna provide for my family? That's what Abraham did. He obeyed God when he was called to leave to go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, the Bible says in Hebrews eleven eight, Abraham took a step of faith and, and went where he didn't know he was going. He had everything where he was. The land he was in was plenteous. The land he was in, he had cattle, he had servants. He was wealthy, he had all kinds of stuff. But God said, Abraham, you're 75 years old, I'm not done with you, I'm just getting started with you. Oh, let me tell somebody who thought God was done with you because of your age. If you're not dead, you're not done. God's not done with you. I love that about our church, that there's all ages serving in this house. And there's people who are in their 60s and 70s, and they're serving God because they got the revelation, God's not done with me yet. No, no, no. He's just getting started. 75 years old, Abraham, and he tells you to leave everything you've worked for? Really? Really? Look what God did with his life. He said, I'm going to make your seed as many as the stars. Look up, Abraham. Look up. Don't miss week three. Oh, don't miss week three. We're going to talk about Abraham in the tent. God telling him to get out of the tent because some of you have been in the tent for too long. God told him to get out of the tent and look up and see the stars. That's how many, how much your inheritance is. That's how, how many children you're going to have, Abraham. Hmm? Hmm? Are you walking by faith or sight? Outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. Outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. If it all has to make sense, then it's by sight. But if you're stepping out into the unknown and you're trusting your God who knows your unknown, then it's faith. You ever notice God doesn't do details? Told Abraham, go. Where? And here's what the Bible says. Read it. It's in your Bible. The Bible's an amazing book, by the way. As he went, God showed him the next step and the next move. See, See, God's just waiting for you to go. Take the step. Step one. I don't see the whole staircase. That's all right. Step one, and then God will give you the details for the next step and the step after that and the step after that. But he's waiting on you to move. I believe, I believe, I believe that some of us are going to take some small steps today, small steps that end up making a big difference. For for some of you, for some of you, here's kind of where you're at you're going to take a step today and actually share your story with somebody and invite them to church next week. Like that, That's a step of faith for you. We're all at different levels, measures of faith, the Bible says. For some of you, you're going to take a step and you're actually going to link up with a small group. You're going to actually go through next steps. Like, like You're scared to, church hurts and all kinds of stuff. I get it, but God is saying, go, take the step. For some of you, You're gonna start serving in God's house. For some of you, you're gonna start believing for a better job. You're miserable where you're at. You hate where you're at, but you haven't done anything to get a better job. You just keep complaining week after week. Oh, I hit something there. Oh. For some of you, you're gonna start believing God for the first time in your life that he wants your life to be blessed financially, and you're gonna start tithing for the first time. It takes faith to tithe, I said it takes faith. But once you start doing it, it takes less faith. It's automatic now. It's easy now. It's easy to bless others. I love blessing others. I do it all the time. I love blessing others. I'm not talking about my tithe. My tithe goes to my local church, the house of God. But beyond that, I love blessing others. There's not a greater feeling than that. Not a greater feeling than meeting a need of someone. Some of you are going to start believing. For that dream to come to fruition, you're gonna take steps. That dream he put in your heart 10, 20, 30 years ago that you left dormant, it's gonna come alive in this series. It's gonna come alive. Some of you are gonna further your education and pursue that career that you always wanted to do. You always let fear and doubt stop you from pursuing it. Some of you are gonna start that business that you know you're supposed to start. God's been tugging on your heart for years, and you let fear stop you. You're gonna step out. Some of you are actually going to get on a budget for the first time in your life, and you're actually going to own your first home instead of renting and giving a landlord money. God didn't call you to rent, maybe for a season, but he called you to own a house, called you to own. We're not slave to the lender, the Bible says. You're going to to get out of that, and you're going to own your own home. Some of you are going to get out of debt, 100% out of debt, house, car, everything paid off. Why? Because God, the only reason he wants you to do it, you think it's for you. It ain't for you. It's for others. (laughs) Oh, man. Some of you are are, are gonna trust God. You're gonna have faith, real faith. You're you're actually gonna step out and say, I I believe you can deliver me from these hurts, hangups, and habits inside. Enough is enough. Enough is I've been sitting in church, still struggling with the past hurts, past pain. Been struggling with addiction. But today I believe God can help me. As you do, as you step out, I believe your faith will grow. I believe your faith will grow. I believe your faith will grow. Let's believe God that there is more. Let's believe God beyond what we see, what we feel, what we're going through. Let's take some small steps of faith that God will honor. He honors our step of faith. It pleases him. We read it. Faith pleases him. Let's take some small steps that will please God. Small steps that will help the impossible happen for us. How many today would say, this was a message I needed for my life? Would you raise your hand? How many today would say, there's some things, things that I need to rest in God with, and I need to leave it all in his hands? I need to leave it all. Raise your hand. There's some things I've been worrying about, and I can't change it, but I need to learn to rest in the Father's hands. Lord, I pray for every person here with their hands up, many hands, people needing to trust you, to step out in that God kind of faith. Lord, we thank you. You're bigger than we thought you were. Forgive us, first of all, for limiting you. Forgive us for putting you in a box. You you created everything we see. We forget it. We're going about our busy lives and we forget you made the trees. You made the flowers. You made the birds. You made the squirrels. You made our dog. You made us. You made us in your image. We, We forget how big you are, the mountains, the beaches. You created it all. You did. You did. You're a big God. You're a big dreamer, and Lord, may we never insult you. Forgive us for insulting you with small thinking and safe living. We thank you that this series, this message is going to help each and every one of us personally, as individuals, to step out into the unknown, as a church, to step out into the unknown. You're so good. You're so awesome. You're so amazing we thank you for who you are in our lives God show us the areas that we can take small steps of faith show us the areas that we need to step away from the security blanket, the safety nets in our lives that we have placed but you never intended for us to live safe never intended for us to shrink back but your kingdom is always moving forward and kingdom people are always moving forward. So we thank you. We thank you. Let faith arise. Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. <laughs> we believe, but help our un- Let us do it afraid. Let us do it afraid. Let us do it afraid. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Maybe you're here today and find yourself far from God. We want to give you an opportunity to make the biggest faith move you ever have believe in a Savior who died upon a cross for your sins to give you eternal life. But not only eternal life, he wants to give you days of heaven here on earth. He wants to give you an abundant life here on earth. And it's all by surrendering your life to Jesus, saying, yes, Jesus, I need you in my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. No one's looking around. We're not here to embarrass you, to make you come up front or anything like that. But if you're here today and say, Jacob, that's me. I need to commit my life to Christ for the very first time or I need to rededicate my life to Christ. Would you just throw up that hand right now? Say, include me in on this prayer, Jacob. Include me in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you right here in the middle. Yep. See your hands. Awesome. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you, sir. See your hand. Thank you right here. Yep, I see your hand, young lady. I see your hand right there. Yep. Awesome. Anyone else? Many hands up today. Anyone else? Let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Come live in me, and I will live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
0: Once again, thanks for joining us for this week's message. If you would like to know more about us, be sure to visit us at thefuelchurch.com. It's also here where, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can click on the online giving tab. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and we hope and pray you have a blessed week.